Tamanna and I am a postdoctoral fellow in the College of Agriculture and Bioresources researching diversifying sources for resistance to Ascochyta blight in chickpea. Hi, my name is Lena and I'm a postdoctoral research fellow in the College of Dentistry researching how proteins in saliva can be used for diagnostics and therapeutic purposes. Hi, my name is Nadia and I'm a grad student in the College of Education researching in the field of educational administration. As we meet here for this podcast today, we acknowledge we are on territories, a treaty six territory and the homeland of the Mahdi. We pay our respect to the First Nations and Mahdi ancestors of this place and reaffirm our relationship with one another. Today, on the Introduction to University Teaching podcast, we are talking about lesson planning. We covered this content from week 3 onwards of our GPS 989 Introduction to University Teaching course, where we have learned how students learn, how to plan for teaching, and how to design short lessons using the BOPS model. That's B-O-P-P-P-S, or breezing learning outcomes or objectives, pre-assessment, participatory learning, post-assessment, and summary. The purpose of this podcast is for us to share what we used to think and what we now think or do regarding teaching. So, Nadia, can you please explain the main concept of lesson learning using Bob's model? Uh, yes, Samana. So, according to the Instructional Skills Handbook developed by Douglas Carr in 1987 and edited by Pat Pattison and Russell Day in 2006, lesson planning is a sequence of activities in which the instructor and the learners are engaged to achieve preset goals with a schedule and a list of instructional resources to be used. Bob's is one of the lesson planning models available today that can be used by instructors to organize classes, sessions, and workshops. As mentioned by Tamana, BOPS is an acronym representing the various components of an active learning lesson plan. That's it. That's reach in, outcomes or objectives, pre-assessment, participatory learning, post-assessment, and summary. According to Queen's University Teaching Support Center, uh, they have uh, done a great summary of the BOPS model for lesson planning. And actually, they describe uh, what should be done or what the objectives or the aim of each one of the components of the lesson planning is in BOPS. And for example, for bridge in, it is important for instructors to bridge in because it allows them to gain, gain learning, learner attention, builds motivation, and establishes uh, rele- relevance of the topic. Now, for the learner's point of view, they'll be la- they'll be able to find out what's in it, in the lesson for them. Why does uh, this? Uh, subject matter to them, and what should they learn about this. 
some ideas on how to bridge in is for example to introduce the topic with a funny video or audio clip or share a relevant story. As for outcomes, it is important uh, for instructors to set up the outcomes because it will help them clarify what the learner will get to uh, will get out of the lesson. And it also streamlines the planning process for, to focus on the outcomes. Now the learners will use the outcomes to identify what will be expected from them uh, at the end of the class. To, uh, to develop or to set up uh, the outcomes, the instructor should consider the theme, the action verb, and the learning statement. And it is important to uh, use action verbs to identify the ability that will be measured, like for example, in relation to knowledge, a skill, or a value. In the pre-assessment part of Bob's uh, lesson planning, Instructor will be able to find out what do learners already know, what do uh, the instructor need to adjust the depth uh, to change the depth and pace of learning, what are the students interested in, and which students could act as resources in the class. Learners on the other side will find pre-assessment very important uh, to help them recall prior, prior knowledge, gain confidence by reviewing prior knowledge, and also to assess own strengths and areas of improvement. Some examples of how instructors can use uh, do pre-assessment is to uh, do survey, quizzes, or pull learners at the beginning of the lesson. For the participatory learning, the instructor can use uh, this, uh, some activities to careful that will allow students to engage with the learning outcomes. Uh, it also will help instructors to communicate expectations clearly and plans the level and type of instructor facilitation to maximize student learning. This participatory learning is very important is important for students because they are going to be actively involved in achieving the outcome of the lesson and will be able to improve the understanding and deepen learning by connecting with, testing, exploring, and mentally manipulating ideas. Some examples or idea of how instructors can uh, apply the participatory learning is by pose a question and ask learners to think per share or assign a problem or case study for learners to work through. In the post-assessment part of Bob's lesson planning, the instructors will be able to identify what did the learners learn, where the, if, the if the desired outcomes were accomplished or not, and if there are any gaps in understanding. Now for the learners, they will be able to identify what do they need to work on further. Some ideas of how instructors can use uh, plan to use post-assessment uh, during the lessons is by asking learners to submit a one-minute paper in response to questions such as what was the most important thing they learned today and what questions remain unanswered. And finally, in the summary part of Bob's uh, lesson planning, 
Uh, the instructor will be useful, uh, will find summary very useful to conclude and wrap up the learning experience and also to provide a sense of closure and completion or set up learn learner for future lessons. Now the learners will really appreciate how the lesson ties in with the course or the bigger picture, like for example, the discipline, their experience or other aspects. They will be able to reflect on whether the outcomes were met and they also will be able to review the material immediately. Uh, some ideas or examples of how instructors can summarize at uh, the end of the lesson is by recap uh, the main points or by playing a clip showing application in the real world. Now that I have explained the main concepts about lesson planning, uh, Nadia, can you please highlight the key researchers or experts in the lesson planning area? And absolutely, Nina. Before I go to lesson planning and Bob's, I would like to talk about some key researchers and contributors to adult education. The reason I'm focusing on adult education is that we are talking about university teaching in this podcast. I would start with John Dewey, a psychologist and an educational reformer who gave the philosophy of adult education. So according to Dewey, adult education focuses on learners' needs and experiences and then instructors serves as a facilitator. Another researcher in this field is Jack Mesereau, who gave the transformational learning theory. Messer explained the way adults learn, and according to him, one of the ways of to effective adult learning is through interaction among learners. So that means the learners should be offered opportunities to interact with other learners and exchange ideas to engage in the transformative learning experience. Another way that Mesero suggests for effective learning is through reflection. Through reflection, we begin to understand ourselves more, and as we understand ourselves, we can organize and learn new information. And of course, we are uh, going to talk more about interactive learning and reflective learning later in this podcast. I would also like to mention another psychologist, Lev Vygotsky, who gave the social developmental theory, that is SDT. According to SDT, social interaction is necessary for learning to gain new information and apply new skills. And for this, individuals seek knowledge experts. So here is where the concept of MKO, that is more knowledgeable other, comes in. When we have something new to learn, we often ask a knowledge expert to ex help us ex uh, explain or gain new information and apply new skills. This MKO can be a peer, another person, or even technology. Uh, most often, MQ is a teacher, coach, or an elder. So we'll see that Dewey's philosophy of focusing on learners' needs and experiences, Mesero's concepts <coughs> of learning through interaction and through self-reflection, and Vygotsky's concept of seeking the, an MKO, 
that is a more knowledgeable other. They all apply to the lesson planning through Bob's model. As Lena, you mentioned that in the instructional skills handbook initially developed by Douglas Carr, lesson planning is defined as a sequence of activities in which the instructor and the learners are engaged to achieve preset goals with a schedule and a list of instructional resources to be used. So, Tavanna, would you like to describe an activity that Aditi and Tristan facilitated to help you prepare for this topic? Sure, absolutely, uh, Nadia. In order to prepare a lesson plan using Bob's model, our instructors, Aditi and Tristan, <clears throat> provided an activity which was preparing a 4- and 10-minute lesson planning template using Bob's model followed by in-person presentation session, which was a hands-on experience on this topic. In those sessions, Aditi and Tristan also given us feedback along with our peers' feedback, and by this way, we um, have improved our um, teaching uh, strategy and uh, during following Bob's model. So, Lena, can you please explain what you have used to think about lesson planning? And now, and also, can you please ref reflect on what you know now about this lesson planning? Uh, yes, Amana. Well, ac actually, before uh, get, getting to get introduced to Bob's lesson plan, uh, I used to think or plan my lessons just by preparing a bunch of slides with lots of information and I will be uh, standing in front of the students giving uh, a lecture for the whole time with minimal intervention or participatory activities from the students. Actually, if, I, if they participate, it's probably because I'll be asking them if they have any questions or I'll be asking them a specific question and just one or two of them will be able to participate and that's it. But now after learning about uh, participatory learning and uh, that there are models such as the Bob's model, I think it's very important to use that for future uh, teaching activities or uh, that I have to do uh, to teach my students. And I find that very important because plan I should plan for a more participatory learning experience, get my students more involved uh, to uh, didactic activities so they can know uh, or translate well, what is uh, taught in theory, how they can translate to, on some, to something hands-on. Uh, I also would like to plan, uh, like before, for those activities and breaking down the time for each activity. Like, for example, in participatory learning and post-assessment, I can plan for activities when the students have lots uh, to do and reducing the time that I uh, get to spend uh, lecturing. And I think that's something that I should include in my future lectures and I shouldn't just be giving uh, a talk in, for one hour or so. So now that I have uh, 
uh, share my uh, experience of what I used to know and what I know now. And Nadia, can you comment and share with us your perspective? Uh, sure, Lina. So just like you, I also have some teaching experience. Uh, but what was there in the past that I didn't even know that I followed the Bob's model to some extent while doing the lesson planning. But now I know that there is a structured approach to lesson planning and it is also linked with the philosophies and research of experts in the field of adult education. Governor, would you like to add something here? Sure, Nadia. Thank you. I also have teaching experience like both of you. And previously, lesson planning was like preparing PowerPoint slides for a particular topic. And it was like talking and presenting in the class. And it was absolutely teacher-focused activities rather than student-focused. So now my uh, um, concept uh, about lesson planning has changed. Now we have uh, know about the Bob's model thanks to Aditi and Tristan and thanks to this course because now we have no the structured way to prepare a lesson plan and where we know that uh, students can involve at least four elements of Bob's model and these elements are aligned and these elements are breezing post um, I mean pre-assessment, post-assessment, and participatory learning. And these all elements from the breezing to summary are all aligned, aligned and organized. So this is a win-win situation from teacher side and student side because they, they both aware about their um, uh, learning activities and which may make them more engageful. So... Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, Nadia and Tamana, for sharing your experience. I think that, uh, to summarize what we used to think about lesson planning, we all uh, use the regular or the typical uh, model of just giving lectures without or, or minimum participatory uh, learning or activities uh, focus on students and we are now aware of this kind of uh, lesson planning models such as BOPS which include students during the whole learning experience from the beginning to the end of the lesson and not actually from the beginning to the end of the course and that is great. So Nadia, uh, can you please describe how lesson planning contributed to more than one area of BOPS? Um, absolutely, Lina. Uh, uh, since we have already explained each element of BOPS, so I won't go into that detail. So starting with um, how lesson planning contributes to BOPS or vice versa. So starting with the bridge-in, as an instructor, we have the instructor's privilege. When teaching adults, just be considerate that these students have a busy schedule, they have families, and they also work. Sometimes they have, a, they have to make a choice between work and study, so with the instructor's privilege, be considerate towards them. Uh, for the second element of learning outcomes, 
of Bob's. As an instructor, focus on what you plan to achieve from this lesson or by the end of the course, what would the learners be able to do? So while phrasing the lesson, uh, the learning objectives, use action verbs, and that's what Lina, you had also suggested when you were explaining what learning outcomes are. For the pre-assessment phase, plan in such a way that the lesson starts from the right place, and you also identify the learners who can be the resources for the class. For the participatory learning in BOPS, as Dewey said, that learners learn when they're involved in an activity. So plan for activities that would, uh, that would have learners working in small groups or teams, doing role plays, preparing for individual or group presentations, working on case studies and scenario cases, and also don't forget to have a backup plan. So it's something like, what if the technology doesn't work? For the post-assessment, include a plan that ensures that the outcomes of the lessons have been met and to see what the learners have learned. And this can be done through multiple choice, true, false, short written or verbal answers. And the last one, summary part of Bob's plan to include a recap or questions or feedback. So this is how lesson planning contributes to Bob's model or vice versa. So Alina, in future, uh, what would you like to work on? Well, actually, uh, something that I like to learn more about is uh, about participatory learning. That's something that I'm not very familiar with. Uh, I do not use these kind of activities in my lecturing. Uh, and the thing is that I kind of struggle a little bit with participatory learning or applying participatory learning in my lectures because there's a lot of theory uh, that I have to give uh, in this course. And I don't know how to incorporate participatory learning in this kind of, uh, of classes. And that's, that will be considered like a shortcoming for me in, in using participatory learning. But actually, uh, I was reading uh, from one of the textbooks or one of the sources that we got from Aditi and, and Tristan in the class that we there's no it, it is not wrong to have classes that are just theory or lecture as long as we can uh, have other classes that incorporate more activities. But I don't know how to do that, especially in a health science uh, area, where, which is the area where I, I am working on. And this is something for sure that I'm going to explore more. I know that my students will love to have more uh, active learning uh, during classes, especially these dense classes with lots of theory. So that's something that I will really like to explore and incorporate in my classes for sure. What about you, Tamana? 
so for me i would like to go for pre-assessment uh, because i found that pre-assessment is important since it is one of the active learning approach in bob's model along with breezing participatory learning and post-assessment it helps recall learners prior knowledge gain their confidence level access uh, own strengths and areas for improvement as Along with students, instructor will be aware of the student's pre-knowledge in that particular topic. As a result, instructor can prepare or adjust the lesson according to student's prior knowledge. This way, instructor can help students to go through the lessons without struggling on it. For example, if I know that students know about the difference between gene and genome, so during, uh, during taking class on genome editing or CRISPR, I do, not know, I do not need to prepare my slides from the very basic level. For example, what is gene, what is genome, I do not need to start from there. So I can right away start from intermediate level or the advanced level. This way I can save my time and uh, it will be more engageful and fruitful. So Nadia, can you please evaluate an area you would like to go to next in this uh, lesson planning? Uh, what uh, are the topics you'd like to improve? Sure, Tamanna. Just like Lena, one thing that I would like to work on is incorporating participatory learning in my lessons. So that will be involving students in the learning instead of just the instructor talking. Another thing that I would like to work on is aligning each element of the BOPS model with the outcomes. And these days I'm also observing this in the classes that I'm uh, working as a teaching assistant this term. And I'm also working on my ref on reflecting on my lessons because for me, reflection is just like a plan to make the next lesson better. So now, Tamanna, uh, what would you say, what is the key takeaway? All right, thank you, uh, Nadia. So the key takeaway uh, on lesson planning is, lesson planning is an essential practice in teaching. Lesson planning becomes organized and aligned when we use Bob's model because Bob's model shows a structured way to prepare a lesson while engaging students during learning. Therefore, lesson will be student-focused instead of uh, instructor-focused it will also provide a lots of options in each six components of POPs. For example, in breathing section, instructor can either tell a story or show a picture that relevant to the learning topic. This flexibility helps instructor to design a lesson without whether whatever options fit in that particular teaching topic. And using flexibility within a structure model is an art. Instructors can be mastered of it using POPs model. Well, thank you, hey, Nadia and Tamana. I think that's everything that we have to share in today's podcast about lesson planning. It was great to share this uh, session with you. And I'd like to thank our listeners for listening. And please check out other Intro to University Teaching episodes at the link below. Thank you.